Ladies and gentlemen. Bit of violence in the morning. We woke up and decided to choose the wrong studio. I'm so sorry. Tom has had an absolute mare. You would have think that it was him on prep. Actually, I think it was just a case of being a bit spangled, correct? Don't book podcasts whilst in Ibiza. There we go. At least he booked it. I think that's the main thing. Tom actually took time out of his holiday to book a whole wrong podcast studio, but that's fine. We've got, uh, we, we're a bit confused by the bloke, to be honest. We've, we've, we, we think we have 40 minutes, which is more than enough time. We do have 40 minutes. More than enough time. I don't believe you can book this podcast studio on the 15 minutes. You can't, so. you're not, it doesn't, it's impossible. There we go. So I reckon we're out of here at quarter two, which is, yeah, it's, it's 35 minutes. You hear that echo? Inside. Um, how are you? Yeah, I'm right, man. Other than that, just about stress. Just about recovered, man. The voice is gone. Bloody, the bloody music in DC tennis is just too loud now. What were you doing? Were you singing? singing? No, I was just, you know, when you're shouting to your mate and they're like, what? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can forget about it. Fuck that. Dozy bastard. Um, yeah, that was good. But you had a good time. We've both been away since we've been we have. in the body. Yeah, we have. Do they know you went away? Uh, yeah, cause yeah, I think so. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How was your little trip? My little trip was was really good. I was I was having a, a rough time with with prep beforehand. Obviously, as I've been very vocal about, I think I think moaning about stuff's fine as well. I saw a I saw a post today about someone said, "Oh, uh, you know, this guy just gets on with it," and I don't. I'm, I, and Josh is the same. I think we're very open about. I don't. Would well, do you know what I mean? I'll get. I, I will get on with it, but I'm going to tell everyone how hard it is, and I, that doesn't mean it's not my choice or whatever. But it means that. I'm going to be open and honest about how I'm feeling throughout this process because yeah. really I want people to understand and, yeah. and and relate to it. I don't think I find it really, really, the whole robot thing for me, very unrelatable. I don't think many people have that mindset where they can just switch. It's hard, mate. Yeah, I, I mean? think it's important for you to vocalise how you're feeling because it then it, it injects that reality to people that, you know, we get potential clients come to us and I'll think about competing next year. Yeah. Like, well, you don't know the half of it. Yeah, that's my that's all my first conversation actually with anyone that says I think I'm gonna I want to compete for the first time, and I'm like, right, the first thing I say is this will take over your life mm. for six months. Just be prepared for that; it will take over everything. Um, but yeah, and I went away three and a half days in Spain. Went over to the well, my parents are lucky enough to have a little little villa over there um, in in Marira. I got spotted actually. Did I tell really? you that? Did you put? No, you didn't tell me that. Nah. Oh, that was that was comedic. In mate. the gym? Not even in the gym, mate. Oh, we, that's, that's even better. So we went. For, it was actually hilarious. I tell a story. So we went for a little walk. I hope he's listening, actually, because it makes sense when I say it. We'd gone for a walk and uh, just, just sort of circling back, coming out of the town, back towards where my parents' place is, and uh, and I'm sweating my tits off at this point, as you can imagine. Sure. And I'm um, uh, yeah, no surprise. And, and I hear someone go, Joe, and I was like, Nah, it's not me. He said it again, and then again. I was like, right. I turned around as this guy who stopped his cab that he was in to run over to me. <laughs> and he's gone, Joe, sorry, mate. I was just listening to your and TM Cycles podcast. Can I get a picture? And I was Good like, dad. he hands, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> hands the phone to you. I like it. When no, like not to me, oh, to right. my person that I was with. Hands her the phone and goes, can you take a picture? <laughs> oh, oh, he did the stick it on the other person. Literally job. stuck it straight on her. And, uh, Fair enough. He was he was all very polite and stuff. He was like, "Can I get a picture?" I was like, "You can, mate." I was like, "I'm sweating. I'm rough, but he looked like he was just about going out, mate." He did you like, get his name? I didn't, but he did message me after. Actually, he apologised. He was like, "Sorry, mate." He got a bit excited there. I was like, "No worries, that's all right." You were polite enough, apart from just nice. thrusting the phone at. at it's, my... it's nice when it's not in the gym. It was it was funny, mate. Um, he looked like a he was a textbook TM Cycles follower. 
What does that even mean? He had the whitest teeth I've ever seen. He was very slick looking. Tattoos. Um, and he had a little, it wasn't preview, but I don't think, anyway, it could have been preview. Arnie Clo. Um Maybe Arnie Clo or preview, sort of, you know, nice. a, very, a, a holiday set, as it were. You know, sort Good of lad. Beige and navy, navy shorts and some, some leather type sandals. He looked, yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Um, but yeah, he was very polite. Uh, shout out. Shout out to you, mate. Shout out to you, mate. You got yourself, son. Um, the trip did its job, though. But yeah, the trip did its job. So obviously I didn't take my scales out there. I took my weighing scales with food and that. And obviously everything was tracked as, as best as possible. Yeah. Um, but really for me, it was about de-stressing. Mm -hmm. um, staying under my calorie deficit, getting my cardio and my training done and just doing hella steps. Um, so I sort of lived on Diet Cokes and, and, and black coffees when we were out. Mm. Sparkling waters. Shout out to TN Cycles. And... Uh, and, and and yeah, came back three whole kilograms lighter, which was exactly, crazy. Really, kilo so a day. Three kilos in three days, as opposed to actually no kilos in about six weeks, which is amazing. And then today, good. Today they today one one two point three, so good, it's man. moving. Um, but I was just saying to Tom as he as I rocked up at the wrong studio, and he was like, "Well, I fucked up. We got to go to the other one." I was like, "Oh I, my god!" I just Tom. knew as well. I didn't want to tell you. I actually thought about saying, "Right, should I just lie and say that they fucked up?" <laughs> Honestly, it's always the best policy. I was gonna say they fucked up, but they've got a slot for us at Oxton. <laughs> oh mate, honestly, I um, Jesus Christ, he said that I just wanted to fall back. Yeah, my bad. Pass out. My, my legs are. I'll uh, struggling, but I'll it's pay all good. for your Uber home or something. No, get you a massage. Much appreciated. No, but yeah, how was your trip? How was how was it with Yeah, her? good mate. I uh, DC ten four thirty in the morning. You're like this. See someone giving me the eyes, and I thought, all oh, right, so cool. So I went over, started oh, dancing. Go. I was like, you all right? See, si, see. Si. I was like, oh, Spanish. Yeah, yeah, we doing later on Twitter. Felt someone grab my T-shirt. It was my mate, so that's a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, fucking hell, I was so out of it. I didn't even know. The jawline. Give it away. Size I'm, I'm convinced it, was, it wasn't It was a bloke. Right. There was there was one of those individuals walking about, and it definitely wasn't. A transgender? A transgender, yeah. That was, my, that was one of my stories. One of my many Ibethan stories, but yeah, it was good to get away, mate. I was um, <coughs> I was just me. thinking as we've, well, Josh had dentist, by the way. We've all we've all fucked up today, to be honest, apart from me. Um, yeah, which is a first. Yeah, I'm normally the 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 fucker upper, but Josh had the dentist because he didn't think Tom did book. Tom did actually book despite being off his off his rocker, but obviously wrong place. But yeah, Josh's dentist. So we've now, I think we've now completed the the possible, the three scenarios. possible scenarios. Apart from you two, I haven't done your solo ones, but you sort of covered it last week, which I really enjoyed actually listening yeah, to that good, podcast. Good on, response that one on the way here. So you, you've heard a bit from all of us now about who we are, I guess, and our, our journeys. And uh, mm. I think I think what I wanted to talk to you about was um, yeah, you, you'd sort of mentioned that the journey you'd been on over the last sort of eighteen months and <clears throat> almost beyond. Really, I think you know everyone's. Uh, I think a lot of people who followed you for a long time do have this uh, idea of your this persona. That you that you that you created initially, and and I think Josh sort of said it right. It was it was that TM cycles, yeah. Not 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 Thomas More, mm. the McGregor, the the Pablo Escobar, and all that stuff. And yeah. I think it's been really really interesting to see that. It's definitely been like a um, like a, a a change in personality, a a, a, a growth. I think yeah. in in personality, There's a, a lot less of that materialistic stuff. I remember yeah, when yeah, yeah. remember a little while ago you told me about it, like you got that. LV bag and you're like I just don't even know why I've got this anymore yeah. and I think that's a really um, I think that's a really interesting bit of growth that I think a lot of people go through yeah um, I also I like buying nice things but I'm also I, I, I question a lot now 
Um, like I'm thinking a lot more forward, forward thinking now with regards to what I'm going to do with with my life. But yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to just uh, just unpack that with you a little bit. What do you think? What do you think sort of triggered that? Do you think it is the the sort of change in occupation, if you like, in terms of? I think it was. I think it stemmed from breaking up with my previous partner. If I'm being completely honest with you, because at that point, you know, you're incredibly vulnerable, and alongside that vulnerability is realization of like shit. I've I've, I've turned into a bit of a bit of an arsehole you sort of self-analyze yeah massively and it, i think it takes it's, I think it's, it's a lot i think it does take a lot for a person to kind of almost over analyze and dissect themselves yeah because there's there's times whereby you know we're, we're natural naturally we don't want to go into that sort of realm do we yeah we always put a barrier up and we're like no we, we, we try and kind of convince ourselves that everything's okay so and it came at a time whereby i had the the, the ability to do that you know prep prep mm. is a very lonely experience mm. anyway so the ability to kind of go for a breakup whilst on prep was was uh was good for me as a, as an individual good for me as a brand as a as a you know a business as a as an individual so that was that was the main trigger it was kind of taken on board almost like sort of feedback from her when I was speaking to her about things mm. and I was like shit you know I was like that I guess you almost had the you had the opportunity to have a mirror shot like you know yeah. sh someone sh show a mirror to you and then yeah. you went through a lot of introspection i think something you just mentioned there which i really resonate with is uh obviously it was it was prep and it was lockdown wasn't it yeah and so you spend a lot of time on your own don't you huge. and it's a huge amount of time to just be in your own head yeah. and actually it's pretty horrible um yeah. i think i'm i'm really well i'm very very happy to say actually obviously we've i think we've been really open on this podcast on mm. season one and, and as season two's gone on that me and you both went through quite a lot probably yeah. over the last 18 months both both really stemming from from breakups and then I think like loneliness would you say I think a lot of loneliness yeah, like a I've, lot of loneliness I wouldn't say I've suffer I don't like the word suffer but I've experienced a lot of loneliness yeah. um, and when you go through those big life changes you dissect them in your head day after day after day you like not. if you're not busy if you, if you finish your work or whatever yeah, you either need something to distract yourself which is prep is really good for that um, that's definitely helped me over the last um, few months. But prior to prep, when I just, you know, felt like I was just sort of floating through, mm. very, very difficult to be in your head every day. And I think that's probably why I sort of reached out and, and had a, I think a couple of months worth of therapy in the end. Um, I called it a day about a month ago because I was like, I, I think someone else needs this more than I do. And yeah, I'm, I'm very my, well aware of the the shortage of, of therapists actually at the moment. Mm. So. Yeah, I think, yeah, that time you spend in your own head, like you say, you just... Yeah, I think it's important as well. Going back to that, I don't think people... I get, I get quite a few questions now about like relationships and I think that the one thing I say to people is is not to mask it. I think you have to go through it because you can easily, you can easily break up with someone and then start going out with other people and just using that as a as a mask but when that stops then you it, you know you're only prolonging the inevitable which is that crash so yeah. it it was you know it came at the right time for me and some of those some of the loneliest periods were when we were in lockdown and I was driving remember when it was a tiered system mm. so I'd drive from like mine to a tier three which was an hour drive just to get to the gym because I was on prep and I had to train and I had to do my cardio and that and they were like some of the most loneliest journeys of my life mm. man. I couldn't because there was the roads were empty like it was, I felt, I felt like I was thingy and walking dead, just absolutely uh, zombified anyway because of prep. But, In a simulation. But yeah, you know, it, it's always character build. You can't go through life without any of these things happening. Do you know no, what I mean? Exactly. It makes you a stronger person. It's made me a lot happier, you know. I suppose you're only, uh, it's, I've, I've said before it's bittersweet because you kind of, you, you make one decision and, and you, you regret it a little bit, but the, the growth that I've got from that decision 
has meant mm. that it's kind of bittersweet. You know, it's like I've lost this incredibly amazing person that I love very much. But at the same time, if I didn't go through that process, would I be in this spot now where I understood that I was being far too materialistic, being mm. arrogant, slightly narcissistic? Probably not. You or know, would you just be the, I'd just same, be the guy. same person? And just would that break down further down the exactly, line? Exactly, precisely. I, I mm. wouldn't want to get to my mid-30s for, for, for that to happen to me, you know? Yeah, so yeah. So I'm kind of glad that it's happened in my late 20s and it's allowed me to kind of be in the position I am today. But yeah, we've both gone through the kind of same. Yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it, is, it is really interesting about, because um, like I say, I, we sometimes sort of joke between the three of us, don't we? We get quite, quite deep questions that I'm definitely not, uh, or definitely haven't felt before mm. remotely qualified to answer about how do you get over a breakup and yeah. and and I, and, I, and I sort of joked about it on a YouTube video recently. So I've started started the video about it. I said this one's going to be about breakups. I remember. And I'm like, no, I'm joking. I'm still working that out myself. But yeah, the I think everyone's. I don't. There, there is no formula for a breakup. Grief is going to be different for every single person. But I think exactly what Tom said there, almost that time alone, which is probably the last thing you want at the beginning it's probably what you need the most mm. or just some time to reflect upon it or talk about it with with people and i think ideally people that just want to listen actually and don't want to try and fix yeah my um my old man my, my stepdad i spoke to him a lot throughout the whole process and i, and I sort of realized eventually after i'd had therapy that he always had an answer for things and actually mm. sometimes it's just about listening yeah you got because no one really knows what's yeah. going on inside your head you have to work it out yourself and it's um I think what you said there is is, is so true. Don't well you can, but I obviously it sort of ended. I went off to Dubai and I thought I was having a whale of a time and yeah. I did have a whale of a time for sort of four or five weeks and then I came back and then it started like hitting bang, me in yeah, prep. Of course. So um that's obviously last year's but yeah, so uh I don't think you ever get I, I think that question that comes up a lot about getting over, I don't think you really ever get over a relationship long term I think you just grow mentally stronger and you get better there's better coping mechanisms I can be I'll be brutally honest I, I don't think I'm still over my, my previous relationship until the point whereby I find someone else and it's yeah. do you know what I mean so be, be, before you meet that that next person you, you still kind of I still have the thoughts that you know could, the potential oh, could we ever, still sort of patching could, up could we ever get back together it's, it's almost like it, it, it calms myself so if I'm having a really frantic day or if I'm having a really like kind of down day I'll kind of soothe myself by saying oh there's always the possibility we could get back together that's, it, that's probably quite dangerous though, yeah of course but I can't help it because mm. it, because I know once I get into that mindset and I say to myself oh whatever and it's like that Joe it's like bang oh I'm feeling better now mm. I can crack on with my day that's interesting I think that's probably not a good thing in the long no. run but I understand obviously if, if it helps you get through of course and I'm well those. aware that it, it you know it may indeed be over but I'm at a point now where even if listen that you now look, it may well be over. Yeah, it is over. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, of course, of course. But even then, it's it's almost like you don't want to accept it, do you? Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's it's, uh, it's acceptance, mate. Yeah, it's acceptance of of the it's, it's mate. It's acceptance and uh, and like, I think it's an appreciation and a gratitude of your new life now. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I think actually probably what whilst I'm still pulling you pulling you up on you saying may well. What has happened is it's got less and less and less and less. Absolutely. And that is that, that thing that I've spoken with you about loads of times privately, maybe even on this podcast. But yeah. That grief button mm. that Louis told me about. I don't know where that comes from, but there's a. will explain the concept. When you go through something, it's traumatic, you know, loss of a loved one, uh, breakup, whatever it might be, you have this box. And if you think about this box, there's a ball pinging around the box. You can. It's like that... Um, 
arcade game where you've got the, the sliders and you ping the ball from left to right. But there's just one slider and that ball continually goes around this box and bounces off the walls. And the button, which is called the grief button, starts big, which means that the probability of that grief button getting hit is very high. Yeah. Maybe every time you go to a certain bar or even a supermarket that you used to go to, that grief button gets hit. But that grief button just over time just gradually gets smaller and smaller. Mm. And then I guess at some point, you know, someone new comes into your life and, course, and then yeah. maybe it gets even smaller yeah. and hopefully at that point you've completely accepted it and you've also hopefully started to realize it wasn't meant to be actually yeah there's a reason it didn't work actually i'm more suited to this life or this possibility course, or yeah. this um this uh this situation there's a re i told you about that book i think you should read it tom uh, midnight library okay absolutely absolutely brilliant really actually enjoyable read one you can get totally lost in love that and uh and it's all about kind of that the, it's it's about the endless possibilities of life mm. and it's amazing it's it sort of verges a bit on the sort of butterfly effect yeah and there is you know that it's it's about it's called the midnight library because she goes there and there's all these books and they're all the different um ways her life could have gone and obviously it's just a, it's just louis actually read it while he was on holiday and uh and he said it was amazing and he, I, I really rate his like taste in books as well so yeah i'll get on that if i were you Shout I gave my copy to uh, Dr. Mike. Uh, I like it. I like the old passing. Of yeah, passing on because it's such a good book, mate. I really recommend it. My, my silent patient book's doing the rounds at the moment. Yes, the, the person I was on holiday with was reading that. Ah, really? And she told me about the ending, but she, she done it. She, she yeah, she's finished it. <laughs> but she couldn't really explain the ending to me. No, you, you can't. Oh, I think I need to read it then. Yeah. Oh my Maybe god. Maybe I should get. I probably should. It is. Probably should get some. Oh, they're one of the best books I've read. It was incredible. Oh, amazing. To oh. the point where, by like, I was on the train. I thought I can't finish the book on the train. I have to be in a home setting to finish it. Do you know what I mean? For these people around me, don't deserve to see my live reaction of this book being finished. That's really funny. That's really good. Um, we were going to talk about our biggest, um, after just done a little break. I think that segment. ties in well with what we were speaking about, John. That was, that was totally... Wins and losses. That was totally spontaneous there. But yeah, Off we were going to talk about... <laughs> we were going to talk about our biggest wins and losses throughout our... Not even wins and losses, but like um, wins and, and uh, mistakes, I said, didn't I? Yeah, well, we, just, uh, we learned from it, didn't we? I yeah. We considered my decisions in business as losses, if I'm being completely honest with you. Have you got any in mind? I would say one fits under both categories. The win would be the member's site and the loss would also be the member's site. You know, the fact that we got into, you know, uncharted territory for me in terms of numbers and monetary gain, something that I'd never even consider. You know, mm. I think when you're working at a normal nine to five job and you get paid the average, what is it, 1,800, two, two bag, whatever it is, never thought I'd be in a position where I'd be earning that sort of large amount of money. But then the, the downside to that was whenever it kind of retracted beneath the, what it was consistent that it'd throw me completely off and yeah. I'd start panicking and start making silly business moves and decisions and you know and, and it's hard because when you go from very little money to that sort of money you don't invest very well you, you've always been quite meticulous with with saving though haven't you you've yeah, always been quite always. good at that I remember always remember when I first came to your um flat yeah and I knew uh, in Beckenham and I knew how well you were doing and I thought I mean it's a nice fact but I was like this is really modest and like it's like with your car. I know you've got a, a few bits of like expensive clothing and that, but the, your car and your your flat are they're modest, or they were very modest for what you were earning yeah. at the time, weren't they? So yeah, that's quite a big win, I think, from you because obviously with a with a business like that that you had, with all of our businesses actually, uh, 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 as a 
an exception of, of one MR, which I know Josh hasn't even touched the money in that. Yeah. Um, we don't have any outgoings. So it's, it could be very, very easy to spend a lot of money mm. because you have it coming in and you, you, don't, you don't have any outgoings. So you could no. quite easily build a rod for your own back with yeah. your spending, couldn't you? But then again, if you, you know, it's the Love Island effect, isn't it? If, if they kind of continue that lifestyle after Love Island, but then the new intake come yes. and then their money drops, they're like, all of a sudden I've got, oh my God, I'm paying 10 grand for this G-Wagon I can't afford. So it's actually really good that you've, that's what I mean, like that, that's, that's a real big win for you and probably a lesson for a lot of people is yeah. when you see that, because that growth for you was astronomical, wasn't it? It went from YouTube, which is nothing or minimal, and then to member site, which yeah. means no minimal earnings to lots of earnings yeah. very quickly. And, uh, and I was still a sole trader at that time, so I hadn't even switched over to a limited company. So, yeah, so. And I remember breaking into that upper tax bit. I thought, Christ, I need to make something, I need to make a change here. Cause yeah. it's, it's like in your head, you see the money come in, but half of it goes just out straight away. So you said that you said that you said the member site almost almost sort of fell in your lap as a big win, and mm. then uh, what what is the what is the loss there? What is the the well? It's it's still open, so it's still a vault, and I still get quite a good amount of business a month from just selling it as a single entity on its own. Yeah, but the the reason why I kind of pulled pulled off with, from that was because it was predicated around just bodybuilding anabolic steroids and this new life that I wanted to go into. That was that was my old life. So yeah. I thought I'd, I'm not if I continue kind of going against the grain just because of the monetary get it's gonna I'm gonna be in a horrible spot so I made the executive decision after the show to go right I'm gonna stop coaching and I'm gonna stop my members site and I banked money I banked money during that prep each yeah. month I put money aside so I had a good six to eight month run of just being able to live my life but you know when the money starts dwindling and it gets you know I kind of reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and said cool I'm a bit worried here you know like I don't, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? it's all relative with, uh, it's all relative to what you were earning. Yeah. You're still earning good money, comfortable money on, I don't know, what, I don't know, like the percentage of earnings in the country, but you're very, very comfortable. But yeah. obviously going, like, it's like what you said, it's that shock to system of going from mm. this to that. And I'm, I'm the same, actually. I'd say some of my, my, my biggest, um, I think my biggest mistake was actually, I was actually going to talk about like a bodybuilding one, which I'll talk about in a minute, which is mm -hmm. diet related. But um, uh, it's, it's uh, I am very, I'm very good at uh, putting the work in when I need to. I've always been like this. Sure. If I don't need it, I won't be proactive. Sure. And I'm, I've tried to get much, much better at that recently. And that's why I've sort of had a bit of a change in strategy with regards to pushing online coaching like there is a every third post is a client so people know i'm a yeah. coach not just an athlete of but course. my one of my i think one of my biggest mistakes in all my times of panic come from when i'm doing really well and then suddenly i look at my you know my master sheet and i'm like oh fuck i've actually lost 20 clients over the last like two months like yeah. and then i start scrambling yeah. and so that's 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 a that's a big mistake for me so i think Always, always staying on top of that is is something that can bring my stress down a lot. As in, always like staying on top of the kind of almost the marketing of it. Like yeah, always, sure. you know, always have you know, like it, things are very good at the moment. They're really, really good. The best, the best they've been. Obviously, we've yeah. expanded with Max. Luke is now doing incredibly well. Like I mm. cannot believe there's not. I, I was flat out saying, and I've said it loads of times. There is no other twenty one year old in this country. Wow maybe the world doing looks fantastic doing the numbers well, he's doing he's uh, absolutely brilliant stuff so things are good now but i need to i have to stay on top of that and i think prep doesn't help with that i get i get because yeah. obviously like you saw me today when i rocked up like i'm a bit of a yeah. ghost behind the eyes like i'll be able to talk to you for an hour and then that'll be me done for the day i'll be like but we mentioned that yesterday me, uh, last podcast sorry me and josh about when you are doing well you 
you do drop off because you think that, that, that level of maintenance, it's, it's a bit like me working with Insight, you know, when I have a really good month, you kind of just think, you, 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 you take advantage of it. Yeah, you just completely like, you see this money coming in, you're like, I don't need to do this. And you think, then you have a bad month, you think, oh God, and let me look back and let me analyse why that's happened. Mm. Oh wait, I've done no posts. Yeah. I haven't done a single swipe up. Yeah, you know? that's it, isn't it? And people need that and you can't get you really lackadaisical in approach sometimes. But, you know, it's fucking, these things happen. It's funny, isn't it? So we, we keep coming back to that um, that sort of self-analysis and, and introspection, whether it's in your personal life, your mm. business life, your Bollywood and life. Yeah. Um, all these all these things. And I've, I've, I've had so many lessons, I think, from, from analysing why aren't things going right? When actually what we should be better at doing is things are going well. Why is that? Yeah, absolutely. What am I doing and what can I do absolutely. more of to keep that to keep that moving forward? Because, yeah, I think the, actually I'll, I'll talk about, I'll give a couple of dietary examples and I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give the, the early one and then one that I've sort of learned recently. So I've, obviously this prep's been, been quite hard. And what I realise is I really hang on to, I, I've got my coping mechanisms in prep and I really hang on to them to keep it as enjoyable as possible. And sometimes you have to say, Joe, like, you just got to fucking embrace the suck, mate. Mm -hmm. Like, I make it, I, I talk about convenience and making things easy. So I bought the recumbent bike and I put it in my lounge and I do all that. But actually, me, the difference between me rolling out of bed, doing six steps to the recumbent bike, doing 40 minutes on the recumbent bike, which isn't actually really, you know, it's, it's, my heart rate is at 130. It's the bare minimum. I'm getting, I'm getting by with the bare minimum. Yeah. And then getting in the shower and starting work. I've done no steps, really. I've done my 40 minutes, which is, you know, the bare minimum. To now, you know, a couple of weeks, I was like, right, now this, this ain't enough. So I've signed up to the, the, the gym box and I have to walk 7,000 steps there and back to the gym box just Amazing. to do my 50 minutes cardio. And now I've got a Stairmaster and I've got a bike and I've got things that get my heart rate. You know, my average heart rate now is like 145 versus 130. I've probably, mm. it's like one and a half times the amount of calories burned. So... There's things like that. There's another thing this week I've made a big adjustment, which is uh, I, I, when I get later on in prep, I'm all about the volume, as I've spoken about before. Cream of rice, I'm just hammering that. And you're making it as voluminous as possible. And what I'm finding is, yeah, great. I'm making it really voluminous. And yeah, great. My condition's changing, but it's not happening as quick as I need it to. And my weight's not moving. That's because probably because I'm eating a kilo's worth of like cream of rice and water mm. in the last few hours before bed. Of course. Probably sitting in my stomach. Digestion's not good. Yeah. Probably don't sleep great. Wake up heavy. Why? Well, exactly. you might need to make a change. So literally, literally yesterday, I've like, as much as I want to eat that cream of rice because it makes my day enjoyable, it's got to go. It's almost like you know you know what to do, but you're just like yeah, you're just like uh, I think we've all been there. I'm a bit. I'm. I. I'm definitely. I definitely work better with my back to the wall, and that is yeah. that is evident in business. That is evident in prep. That is. hundred percent agree. So do I. So, so same as when we mentioned about Cal, a couple of weeks out, asking me to go down either route, and I thought, let me, let me actually do the hard route. Yeah. Like let me actually go down the route whereby I'm going to be extremely uncomfortable. And then ever since the knock-on effect of that's meant that this last twelve-week our beef cut was a doddle. Absolutely flown for it. Absolutely doddle, man. Like five and a half, key, five key down, just like. It's really, um, it's been really uh, interesting for me actually watching this. I know I spoke to you about. It. I think I said it on a on a previous podcast about that, like uh, where you've been before on a cut to where you've been this time. And like I'm looking at your breakfast, I'm thinking, what the fuck. That's like half my daily calories. I couldn't have that meal one because I push all my food back. But again, yeah, you do, didn't you? that's another thing I've had to change. I'm now changing that because no, like Joe eating 
three quarters of your calories in the last four hours or three hours before bed, it's not helping you. No, right? it's not, Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's meaning that actually your training intensity in the morning is probably nowhere near as good because I'm training off egg whites and cheese. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's 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 the reason why I do it because I do. So my sessions now kind of look like probably uh, forty-five minute weightlifting and thirty-minute metcon. Nice. So it'll be like a metcon bias. If I do an upper session, it'll be an upper metcon bias. And I'll be burning anywhere between kind of eight to a thousand calories. But the fact that I ha I'm able to have a couple of bagels and a bit of jam mm. will get me through that. Whereas mm. as I used to do what you used to do on prep, I used to have like an egg white omelette bacon. I just think oh, even the pre-workout wouldn't hit. And I think the only, the only thing, the only thing that would get me through those sessions is knowing that I had food. Yeah. And as soon as I made that switch to performance based and having food, then my appetite was all right, man. I just yeah. had a shake. And then I was like, yeah. nice light dinner. I could get off to bed better. 100%. So I think that yeah, that switch is uh, was needed for you. Yeah, I feel that for sure, and I think I think I, I always go through it. It's a, it's a lesson that I'll never, almost like I never learn it. Happens all until, the time until uh, until I learn it. Yeah, you know, every, every prep until, I did the same. Until I'm like, I, I have to like, because no one's gonna tell me. I have to have a word of myself. Because Cal doesn't know the intricacies of how I get through my day. Of course. He just knows that I hit my calories and I hit my cardio. Yeah. But there's there's ways of doing it. You know, it's not all about calories in versus calories out at, no. the, at, the, at the peak level. Um, and there needs to be that level of as as a client kind of, you know, as much as a coach is there to, to help you, guide you through a process, there needs to be that element of proactivity on yeah. your own end to go 100%. right. You have to... You have to hold yourself accountable as much as a coach mm. holds you accountable because they can lead the horse to water, but they can't make it drink. No, that's the bottom line in it with with these processes. Do you analyze anything to do with your business? So I've recently just started looking at my. I do fortnightly, so at the start of every Monday, I'll, I'll look at my YouTube analytics. So, the, basically, any YouTubers that are watching now, any up and coming content creators, what's happened to the YouTube studio has been remarkable. The, the, the amount of kind of detail that they the give. The, yeah, mm. the, the data that they give you is absolutely worth its weight in gold. I mean, mm. it shouldn't be free. It's the sort of thing, and I think they've probably clocked on to what uh, that plugin that I use, IQ. VidIQ. VidIQ. I think they sort of saw what VidIQ were doing and thought, hold on, let, 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 we should be really doing this mm. as well. So I don't pay for VidIQ anymore. I just use the free one because the YouTube analytics is incredible. Yeah, it really and, is. And the ability for you to kind of look at your, uh, look at look at the, the retention rate on a video, what parts people dropped off, you know, the, the, the chain effect. So if you look at the kind of previous free videos, you'll notice I've done like Ibiza cut, Ibiza, Ibiza, and, and YouTube algorithm will kind of reward that. Mm. So sitting down, even even once a month would be for, for most content creators would be advised, but just to get that kind of understanding, and I'm just thinking, would you ever apply that sort of similar model to online coaching? Yeah, so I I sit down at the end of each month and look at earnings and yeah. like how how I did. Um, I do probably probably once a year I send out like a big long feedback form for nice. clients to fill out. Good. Um, and in terms of where I notice myself slipping or needing a bit of help, because this is the difference between working in the business and working on the business, isn't it? Mm. You're working. You know, creating your videos is you working in your YouTube, looking at the macro picture, the trends is, is you working on your YouTube um, from a bit of like a CEO sort of view. Someone who's who's holding you accountable? Well, you are. We've spoken yeah. about this before. Like when you're a solo entrepreneur, you have to hold yourself accountable. And I think this is where there is value in maybe a business coach or a financial planner or in my case at the moment and also Josh's case, obviously Chelsea. 
Yeah. So if there are things that I like, I would like to do this to analyze my business, but I don't have the time to do it. Sure. I can ask her to do it and she will do a much better job than me. And that really is the, that is the structure of any business you're working. Mm. You know, that's why a CEO is there to look down at his board of directors and they all have their, they all have their, uh, you know, areas of responsibility that of they course. will bring to him and say, all right, boss, or her, him or her, and say, all right, boss, you know, th th this is a good month and we think this is why, this is a bad month and we think this is why, and that's what you need on a much smaller level. Yeah, we I need think. to treat, I, don't, I think we we almost take advantage of the position that we're in, don't we? We need to take ourselves as a as an actual business. Yeah. Because I like sometimes I look at my day and I think, what have I done? Mm. I've done a few check-ins. That's absolutely ridiculous. Mm. I've worked an hour. Yeah. So now what I do is, what I've started to do over the last week is I will go to David Lloyd or I'll go down to the Ned and do a day, as in work. So I'll get up or do half a day. I can, I can, I'm quite co I'm competent at doing my light work at home because mm -hmm. uh, my my creativity is is, is cool. From the the book I was reading, Still Like an Artist or something like that. He's got an analog and a digital desk. I think it is. So he's got one desk that's all computer and one desk that's all handwritten. Oh, like crazy. So I've just split my kind of working station into <coughs> two, and that is um, is such a good hack, man. That's interesting. Because yeah. he says he says that we're too precise and we're too perfect. A computer has, has conditioned us to be the fact that we can delete on a computer yeah. as opposed to when we're freehanding, we can't do that. And the more creativity stems from doing that. So I've split my day up into two. So I'll, I'll do a good shift at David Lloyd now for a bit. I'll wake up, do my cardio, crack on, make the productivity get done. Just, what do you do there? You're creative stuff. No, I do my, my, my hard work, consult calls, client check-ins and anything to do with the business. And then when I get home, it's all creative. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So much more enjoyable as well. Yeah, I think environment's a big one, like working Huge, environment. Um, and a lot of it is about like I think I said this before, but like that I don't know. I don't know how many people do this. I don't know if it's it, if it's just me. It's, it's always been a given for me because I came from that corporate world. Mm. Getting ready for work, I couldn't imagine anything worse than rolling out of bed, pulling on some slacks, and just sitting at my desk. Yeah, I want to get up, have a shower, I get dressed. I'm not getting dressed for anyone. I'm getting dressed for me, just to, yeah. for how I feel. Um, obviously at the moment it's like I get up, I do cardio, I then come back and shower and, and then I start work. But I think just finding that, that switch, whatever it is for you, that switch to, oh, I'm working now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very much like you. I get my, I get my work done. I get, I, I try and get my work done as early as possible. Like it's a bit disrupted at the moment and I'm <laughs> getting a bit agitated with it, but Josh likes to train early. If it was up to me, we does, doesn't he? What time does he train? Well, he wants to, I think if it was up to him, we'd be there at 10. 10, yeah, yeah. I want to be there. Honestly, if, if it was me on my own or I could dictate it, I would rather train at probably one. Yeah, I do one now. Maybe 12 or one. Um, because then I would be able to wake up, do a real big chunk of my work, yeah. probably most of it. Then I could have my time to sit and eat and yeah. digest that food and then I can go and train. Yeah, sure. I was I was stressed yesterday because he wanted to be at the gym at 11 and I was like, I'll be on time. I got there at 11.06, which for me is is on time, but I was stressed because I was rushing and I didn't even get to have half my pre-workout meal like with the carbs in and... It was just too much for me, and I got. And, uh, but the benefit of training with Josh is Josh is obviously outweighs of course, that bit of stress for me. And once once session's done, I'm chilled. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that environment, your that time blocking out that you do is is, mm. is key. Um, I even so I, I I work, but the simple task of me going downstairs to a clean house will oh god, do you know what I mean? Cleanliness is everything. So it's just paramount. So I will actually not deep clean, but I'll ensure that my out outfit for the next day is on my banister. Yeah. 
and my so if I'm vlogging, SD cards are cleared, batteries are sorted, and tripods in position. You got a clean slate. This that the sit that is the simple. It takes three minutes. If I go down and the SD card isn't there or my plates are out, I'm not vlogging. Yeah, which is I know is absurd because it takes two seconds to clean, clean a plate. I don't think it is absurd. I don't think it is at all. I think it's creating that environment that you want to walk into and feel comfortable. Yeah. So it, was it? Uh, it was on Monday. So I filmed with Andy and then he came back to mine and I was just going to, it was going to be one quick video, a couple of recipes, but I got back and there was stuff all out everywhere because mm. I'd rushed to get to the gym for Josh. I hate that. And man. I was like, oh, Andy, just sit down a minute, mate. I got to tidy all this up. So everything, everything got washed. Cafetiere cleaned out and washed. The, the sink got cleaned. Dishwasher loaded. My desk is clear. Is this going to be in the shot? No, don't matter. I got to clean it anyway. Yeah, good. And then bang, I can start. But yeah, Oh mate, tidy, tidy, whatever it is, tidy desk, tidy mind, or whatever is like fucking absolute. When you clean hack. your cafetiere, do you take the thing apart? No, you don't. I quite like a bit of coffee stain. Ah, so do I, you? you know, the actual disc that fully, you crunch, I hold and twizzle, and the satisfaction I get from taking those three bits apart and cleaning all the coffee grounds. Oh, see, I get a bit confused with the the <laughs> to, how to replace the it. Re the I order. did that. <laughs> I threw one out on prep, smashed it on purple. Like, Fuck this! <laughs> smashed it and got a new one. I do like a deep cleans of a cafetiere. Yeah, you can tell we're getting old, can't we? Yeah, that's good, that is. Decent. I, I reckon we're going to get kicked out soon. So Qu should we... Qu quarter two. That, mate, that's, I think that's probably going to be our best podcasts. Absolutely smashed it. Breakups, <laughs> personal life, business. business mistakes and lessons. All in half an hour. You ain't getting that value anywhere else, folks. Like, let's be honest. I don't think there's another podcast like us at the moment, and I'm happy to say that. Bold, yeah. I respect it. We will be back. Next week, you're around next and week. And I will book the right one. I do apologise, Joe. I know I'm around prep. next week. Tom is around next week. My bad. Josh is indeed around next week. And we are currently putting in the works to get our guest of the guest of the season on. Yeah. Which might be in July. I like one I like one guest per season. Yeah, it's quite nice and it's like special guests. Yeah, I really I think that's a nice concept to have. Yeah, it's cool. We have a lot to talk about, I think, between the three of us. There's a lot going on for for all of us, isn't there? So Absolutely. Appreciate your time, folks. As always, take care, enjoy your summer. Speak soon. Out.